Good morning. Happy December the 12th. Significant day for you. You're about to have a baby. Aren't you happy? Or are you? Is it the one you were trying to have? The one you wanted to have? The one you were expecting? Or, well, it happened because it just happened. Well, now, you're a father. You're a father. What are you going to do? No, no, put that rope down. No, 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 no. Back away from that cliff. Now, you know you're not going to use that. Put those bullets away. Don't you drink that. It's poison. Stop it. It's going to be all right. You'll make it. You'll do just fine. Or will you? (laughs) I was with a group of men. They're all fathers. Every last one of them. Children from various ages. Some were much younger than others and some were a lot older than others. A few were in that five to seven category and the others were in that 10 to 13 and the other was mature teenager to young adult male in college. But, but do you know what to the one they all had in common? Oh, get ready for this one. You bet. I hope you're sitting down. Get closer. Can you hear me? To the one they all had one in common. One in common with what they were doing with their children, particularly their boys. You got it. The B word. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about their language. Though you fathers be careful about how you talk in front of your children. They will repeat your language, but it was the B word. Have you figured out what they all trained their children to the one? To do, to follow, to worship, to acknowledge, to seek, to pursue, to desire, to want? That B word. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. That that happens after well to some degree after puberty no not that B word you know the ones daddies come on you got it the ball ball you all say it with me the ball remember Toy Story the claw the ball ball You ever see that Labrador dog when you grab the tennis ball? Such a simpleton. That's all he could think of. The ball. I bet you he'd pick that ball over a beef steak when you show him the ball. Play, 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 ball. Ball. Look at it glisten. Look at it glow. 
Look at it grow. Look at it go. The ball. Get the ball. Get the ball. Kick the ball. Hit the ball. Putt the ball. Throw the ball. Catch the ball. Be the baller. The ball. In the Middle East, they call it a cabal. Here, they call it the ball. And that's what you've taught your sons to worship. Now, can I ask you daddies a question? Did your fathers not glorify the other B word? You know the one. Or do you? Maybe you've never heard it. The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. The book. Not the big book. That's get that one. That means something went wrong. And now you're reverse engineering trying to fix it. No, the book, the Bible. That thing we call the Torah, the Old and New Testament, the book of wisdom of the prophets, the book of instruction, the human manual. What about that one? Did you teach them the value that one? Did you model that one in front of them? Did you walk with them in life, taking your son to the lake to fish, to the hills to run, to the fields to throw, to the market to buy, to the office for business? And did they witness dad glorifying the Bible? Because kids always want what their fathers want. They see what you handle, what you use, what you talk about, what you do about And they want to become you. The other B word. Become you. But to the one, every man was talking about the various dispositions and dispensations of their sons in life. And most could see their faults and flaws so easily and where they were flawed and where they had failed. And how they were flailing. And to the one, they admitted, if they had it to do over again, they would have put the Bible in the child's hand and not the ball. They would have given the Bible dominance and preeminence and not the ball. They would have spent more time teaching them how to read the book rather than throw the ball. Because one thing about the ball If you notice and read about all the people who worship glory and make their living off the ball, they seem to be inundated with so many other issues on the side of the ball. Oh, they're great ballers. But they're not the best husbands or boyfriends, sons, men. They've got all kinds of other issues going on because while daddy trained them to be such a great baller, They didn't know how to not hit the girl, not drink the drink, not smoke the weed, not break the bank. Didn't teach them. What takes them through life isn't the ball, but that book. Because in that book, most of you think it's just about going to a service and saying a few readings, doing a couple of bowing of the knees and singing of the songs. No, no, no. That it's in a building with some other man that stands behind a lectern or a podium. No. 
No, 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 no. Because the man that really matters is your father. And he didn't value the spiritual ball, did he? He didn't promote or provoke you to that, did he? Now, there's nothing wrong with bouncing a ball or kicking a ball, throwing a ball or putting it. Catching it or otherwise. But that was the emphasis. Where you spend your time in the majority of your lessons. At the end or on or in a ball, they're going to see that as the God of their life for instruction. But, but had you trained them or if you trained them, those who are about to be daddies or have a little baby boy now, if you train them to value that book, you know what's in that book? You know what's in that book? Have your mothers and girlfriends and wives and God knows who else only trained you to think that the only thing that that book is to have some service at a mass to go hear somebody preach on Sunday morning? Is that what they've told you? Is that the lie they've given you? You know what's in that book? It's not about a church service. I'm going to say it again. It's not about a church service. Well, you churchmen who think that your mommies have had too much involvement in your life. Your church service. No, it's about life service. It's about being a good businessman. Being a good brother. Being a good neighbor. Good, not in a Buddhist way. Good in a godly way. Meaning like God, not like man. The man reverberating or echoing or reflecting, resembling the nature, attributes, and character of God whose image he's created in. It doesn't simply mean to smile and open the door in chivalry or politeness. Any man can do that. It's how do you refer to God whom you represent. It teaches you how to do that in life and to acknowledge your maker and creator and help others to acknowledge your maker and creator. You help others to eat because you eat if you see the homeless. You help others to be sheltered because you have shelter if you see the homeless. You help others to be comforted because you're comforted if you see the sick and the lonely. Do you not help others to see the light and be saved because you are? When you see the ones who do not know their maker, their creator, the spiritual starvation that goes on in our world is being neglected. Because all most of you care about is opening a door and giving someone a piece of bread. Though you should give them a piece of bread and water when they're thirsty. But that's only going to help them temporarily. That's earth welfare. It's just for the moment. But it's not going to take them through their eternal existence. You're just putting them on welfare. Because it appeases your mind to think you've done something. Makes you feel content that you don't need to do anything else. Well, I gave them some spiritual welfare but not real care not what they really need to get them on their feet so that they stop perishing give them something where they'll never perish again where they'll never thirst again where they'll never hunger again blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness that book is not just some religious book in fact it's not religion at all God made Adam and Eve and created all man in the early development of this planet. He didn't give them religion, he gave them life. 
Religion is man's attempt to God. God is simply his reaching down to man. Hopefully, religion, the planet, the trees, the earth, they all point to the Father. They are just a vehicle or mechanism, something to get you back to life. But you don't make the tree your life or the ocean your life or the rocks that you meditate on your life, nor are you supposed to make religion your life. These are things that are supposed to point, reflect, and direct you to God. Deter you from the thing that would distract you from God and direct you to the thing that makes you run to God, not run from him. Unfortunately, you allow the trees, the rocks, the ocean, and man, including his religion, to make you run from God. When these things are to make you run to him. But how can you ever do that if the fathers do not make the preeminent teaching direction and model example to their children, the Bible, the book, the teachings of the book is what I'm talking about. Not necessarily a physical page, but the teachings that are in that book that you model to your children in your home and in life, not in a church service. That's not where they're going to get it. That may help, but it can only help if you're doing it at home, if you are teaching them at home. These other things are meant to be supplements, not substitutes of what you do as a father, to be a true biblical baller. And when they make that book, number one, they will be the proper, quote unquote, athlete, not an athlete of paganism, but an athlete of God. They'll be a good businessman. They'll be a good person that acknowledges their maker. They'll know how to handle the most difficult things that the ball won't teach them. I know the ball thinks it can. It always wants to substitute God. Well, you know, they learn discipline and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that is not the panacea. Sorry. That's a justification. The true discipline that would take them through all areas of difficulty is in the teachings of the scripture, the word of God, modeled by their fathers at home. You remember, physical exercise does profit some, or oh, there's some profit in that. But spiritual exercise is profitable to everything. You chose door number two, not door number one. And I reckon because you're not comfortable with door number one yourself. So now you raise your children to become like you. It's the ball and not the book. Train up the boy in the way he should go. The right way. The only way.